Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Again this week, our, our nation stands transfixed as the events that we witnessed in San, Bernab- San Bernardino unfolded. I've been hesitant of late to offer a lot of current events and things that we have discussed. But I think that we're living in a moment in time that I think we've got to pause and evaluate the world that we're living in today. It was my desire to come in these four Sundays of Christmas to have a, to have a nice series of Christmas and build up to uh, the, you know, build up to the holiday and just have a wonderful four weeks of celebration. But I, I could not find peace with that over the last several days and feel like that things that are going around us, uh, going on in the world around us must be discussed and must be brought into perspective of the day that we live in. You and I have been shocked this week by the enormity of such a tragedy. We use words like tragedy because I think really if we could be more honest with ourselves, this, this was not something that a tragedy because a tragedy is something that is, uh, could be more categorized as accidental, but but this was something very intentional that happened against a group of people. This is not the first time this has happened of late, but it seems as if there is an assault on our way of life. And there is assault, there is assault on any, any people that, that claim any modicum of Christianity at all. And you and I have stood shocked that we, we have seen more armed police in the streets of American cities this week than we've seen ever since this country began. We, we've seen, we've seen things that have transpired of recent that are, are shocking in nature. They are shocking in nature because there are those who are endeavoring to steal away, uh, the freedoms that we have and, and the abilities that we have to worship and follow our conscience and to live with the freedoms that we've been afforded in this great country. We've been, you and I have been glued to the latest of what's going on this week. We, we've been glued to newscasts and we've marveled at things we've seen. We've marveled at things we've heard and then we, we've been upset by things that we, we haven't heard because, uh, because we've not heard a good clear sound from our country. And we're not hearing a good clear sound about, about uh, how we're going to handle such things. You and I this week have been left with questions such as, how in the world did this ever happen? How did this happen in our country? We're asking questions simply like this, why? Why does, are these things happening? Why did this thing happen this week? 
And so then, because our senses are being numbed to these type, these, these horrific loss of life, and our, our senses are being, uh, are being, are, we're being desensitized in such a way that, uh, we're not, we're not as upset about things that are happening this week nearly as bad as we were six months ago or a year. But I think you and I must recognize the fact that we ought not to ever be getting used to this kind of news. And things like we've seen and heard, the tragic loss of life, the, the, the intent and the purpose of these things, uh, we ought not to have to even hear these things. Our children should not have to to be aware of these things and then those people that were in those buildings that survived ought never to have had to seen and witnessed those things that went down and then the families connected to the victims of the events of this week should really never have had to feel the loss and feel the grief that they're dealing with today of such senseless of senseless activity and so today you and I ask the question, why? But that also brings us to yet another question, and that would be, where next? Could that happen in the Houston area? Could that happen in the suburb of Houston called Conroe, Texas? Could it happen where you or I frequent every day? You and I have come to the place, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't have these thought processes. But we, we've come to the place of acceptance of such things that you and I no longer wonder uh, or, or use the word if or could this happen in our city. But you and I have, have, have come to accept the fact it's not a matter of if, but more a matter of when. It seems as if that the most unlikely of places Things of tragic nature are taking place. Might I simply offer to you this morning that America needs a healer. Might I suggest this morning that, uh, that the world needs a healer. May, may I, may I offer it this way that America and, and the world, but, but Conroe needs a healer. And, and let me just bring it right close to home to every one of us. You and I need the healer to be a part of our lives. And our schools, we need the healer. And our society, we need the healer. And our places of work, we need the healer and the peace giver. Every, every one of us is, is not walking through life unaffected by this, but every one of us is being affected by these things more than you and I, you and I really want to admit. Uh, hence, I'm simply glad to say that I was glad when they said unto me this Sunday morning, let us go to the house of the Lord. Uh, this morning, I'm thankful it's Sunday morning. And this morning, I'm glad I came to church. I'm glad I wasn't too busy to come to church. I'm glad I'm thankful I wasn't too tired or too lazy to come to church. I'm glad that my priority was still the house of God and the things of God on this Sunday morning. I, I am so thankful to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad I felt the love of brothers and sisters and I'm, I'm thankful that I, I felt the presence of 
Lord during the worship. And, and I'm thankful that we're going to feel him in the next few moments. And, and we're going to feel him later in the service. And, and I'm thankful that I have this confidence that he will meet with us tonight as well and that we will feel his presence and there will be freedom and there will be joy and there will be worship and there will be response to the spirit of God I'm simply happy to be in the house of the Lord today and I suggest the answer the answer to the chaos of the world that we live in is this world needs Jesus this world needs to feel his presence this day that we live in needs to see manifest the witness and the power and the wonder of the Holy One of Israel. Uh, this world needs to hear the saints of God as they lift their voice and rejoice. Uh, this world needs to hear apostolic people praying, uh, lifting up the name of Jesus. Uh, this world needs to hear the Word of God declared. Uh, it needs to be declared on the internet, on the radio. Uh, it needs to be a loud sound that there is hope and, and there is something to look forward to in the world that we live in today. I've simply come today to let you know that I believe the answer for the world is Jesus Christ. I believe the answer for the world can be found in an apostolic church. I, I believe the answer for the world can be found in an atmosphere of people who lift up the name of Jesus, who magnify the name of Jesus, who cry out and worship the name, the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm simply, simply glad, happy to be able to say, I'm glad I came to church today. This uh, is the reason that I approach this. I, I bring you a title this morning that maybe you, you might remember. Why I came to church today. I came to today. In Luke chapter 4, the Lord came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, found the place where it was written, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable ear of the Lord. He closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And when of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him, he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture in your ears. May I get this in those days? The scripture is being fulfilled in your ears. Uh, may I say that this is a wonderful day for somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and this is a wonderful day for somebody to feel the healing touch of the Spirit. Uh, and this is a wonderful day for somebody to feel the comfort and the resident, uh, the resident comfort of, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is a great day to live for God. Uh, the, it's dark outside. Uh, it's, it's ugly outside. The climate and spirit of our country is fighting off the darkness of oppressive 
hellish spirits. But let me simply remind you, the darker the night, the brighter the light. And darkness is trying to push in. But I say, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's proclaim the power of Jesus. Let's magnify the name of Jesus. Let's glorify the person of Jesus. And let's let God do our part of magnifying the name of the Lord. You and I do our part. Maybe it's important to you today because of Sunday school or other responsibilities that you have in the church. Maybe you're one of those who came to sing and to lead in worship. Maybe you're one of those who came just to listen to the singing. Maybe maybe you're one of those who decided, I'm going to go and listen, but I'm going to sing along with the singers. And I'm not just going to be sung to, but I'm also going to sing a song unto the Lord. It might be you're here because your parents made you come. It might be you're here because your wife or your husband made you come, made you come this morning. It might just be, it's been your habit. It may be some are here today because they're afraid of what others might think. And it may well be that the last thing you want to happen on a Monday is for pastor to give you a call or, or pastor to text you or the pastor's wife to text you or somebody else to say, we missed you at church. Why is it that when people say that we missed you at church, it kind of makes people mad. And then, and then, then if we don't say we missed you at church, it makes people mad. So we don't know what to do anymore. So, so let me simply say, I'm glad you're here today and I'm glad you're going to be here next Sunday. And I'm glad that you're making this a way of life. Walking into the presence of God, it's something that's important. And I believe it's what will help and heal and bring protection to our, uh, protection to our land. I'm sure that day in the synagogue where Jesus was, there were many that had arrived for the same reasons. But to their surprise, that day was a different day. They no doubt had become prepared as for what had always been. They'd come for their three songs. They'd come for their announcements. They'd come with their tithe envelope made out. They'd come with a dollar in their kid's pocket to put in the Sunday school offering. They didn't bring their Bible that day because they knew that the scrolls would be on the screens and they'd be able to see and understand. They had their pew. They had their seat. Everything was in place. They knew that they were going to go out to eat after church with the same people they went out to eat with after church last Sunday. Just going to change restaurants. And maybe they were so caught in the rut, they don't even change restaurants anymore. They just go in and sit down and get their get their, their normal. But this was a different Sunday because in Nazareth, this was a Sunday when Jesus showed up at church. This was a Sunday that he stepped up and he took the pulpit and somebody handed him a scroll. He began to read from the book of Isaiah. They knew him as Mary's son. They knew him as the son of the carpenter. But this day at the local church in Nazareth, Jesus Jesus had showed up. They remembered, there were some folks there that no doubt had been around long enough that they could remember the questionable circumstances around the birth of Jesus. There were some who'd been around long enough because they were in every church. They'll never forget when somebody messed up a few years back and they always have got a chronology and they can remember everything that's gone on in the history of the world. So there were some who remembered the questionable circumstances of the birth of Jesus. To them, Jesus was just a local boy. To them, Jesus was just a familiar face. He was his carpenter's son. They came to a familiar place to worship. They arrived at a familiar bench. It was going to be a familiar Sunday. But what they didn't realize was what they perceived was going to be a familiar face when they sat down. It was not a familiar face. But that was the face of the living God that day who took the 
pulpit. It was the way, it was the voice of God that read to them from the word of God that day. And what they did not know that this was not just another Sunday. This was not just another Sabbath, but this was a day that they were going to be able to look back and say, I was there that service when Jesus showed up to church. Wouldn't it be nice today if there was something supernatural that happened here at our service this morning? And then a few years from now, you could tell somebody, I was there in that service when so-and-so got saved. I was there when somebody came in right in their wheelchair, but they pushed that wheelchair out. I was there when somebody came in on crutches, but they threw the crutches and they walked out of the building because I was there that day. I simply say this is an incredible moment when we come to the presence of God that we can really realize that when we arrive here, this might be the moment that God decides he's going to work. He may interrupt this thing the next few moments. I would not get sleepy today. I would not be lazy today. Instead, I'd let my faith run high because his body may not be here, but his presence is here and his spirit is here and he just might decide to move in this house. He just might decide to manifest it himself in this house and that's one thing that excites me and so I'm so thankful that that's one of the reasons that I can be excited about coming and being in the house of the Lord today but in the midst of the possibilities in the midst of of the probabilities in the midst of of faith and hope uh, that's all available here today let me simply remind you we live in a real world we live in a day that's filled with current events we live in the last days we live in moments that you and I need to be faithful we need to be in prayer we need to seek the face of God you and I need to never forget that Jesus Christ is coming back you and I need to never forget that there's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell you and I need never forget that eternity is real eternity is long Amen, amen, amen. Second Timothy chapter three. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I pause with this verse to simply suggest in a day when everybody wants to preach about worship and happiness and provision and miracles and grace and love. Let me simply say all those things are in the word of God and and I'm thankful for those things. But you and I better not forget that Jesus Christ is coming back and there's some world events that are coming together that you and I need to be aware of and you and I need to be excited about and you and I need to be praying about and you and I need to be aware of because the end is coming. I don't come today with doomsday. I come with faith. I come with confidence. Jesus Christ is coming back. There is a thing called the rapture. There is a thing called eternity. Heaven is real. Heaven is to be had. Hell is to be shunned realize heaven is real hell is real and i want to be saved Amen. Amen. It is this season that in the last day, airlines come. Many lovers their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. They don't have natural affections. They're truce breakers. They're false accusers, incontinent, fierce. They're despisers of those things that are good. They are caters. They are headed high-minded. They love, they're lover of pleasures more than lovers of God. 
They have a form of godliness, but deny the love of such. You should turn away. For, for the Lord, they which creep into houses and the captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lust. They were learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janet and Jamrith withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall further. Folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs was also. But thou hast known my doctrine. It goes, it goes on. I simply want to simply say, I'm so excited and happy to be in the house of the Lord. But one of the reasons that I've come to the house of the Lord today is we are living in the last day. And we're dealing with some crazy spirits. And we're dealing with crazy stuff. But in a crazy day with some crazy spirits and some crazy stuff, there is God who wants to walk into your lostish world. Who wants to get a hold of your heart. Get a hold of your spirit and bring transformation to you. Amen. 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 Somebody clap your hands. Somebody lift your voice here. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And that verse 8 of that passage that I just read, it makes mention of two gentlemen by the name of Janus and Jambres. These are two men who stood Moses. History tells us, and it's commonly believed, that these magicians that Pharaoh called on when, when Moses walked before Pharaoh and threw his staff on the ground and it became a serpent and Pharaoh decided he needed to have something that looked to be as powerful as what Moses was doing. He brought his two magicians in Janus and Jambres and they threw their staff down on the ground and it became a snake also but these were men who were, who were in the face of God some sort of, of trying to blaspheme and some sort of, of effort to try to synthesize what was real since the power of God through the powers of darkness they were able to create snakes out of their staffs and, 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 and tried to imitate what Moses was doing with the power of God by throwing down his staff can I simply say there are those today who want to synthesize and imitate the things of God. They want to imitate truth. They want to imitate righteousness and they do it through a spirit of darkness. Let me say, be careful. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little hands, what you touch. Be careful, little friends, who you friend. And I challenge you to realize that we are living in a day when hell wants to stomp and hell wants to destroy and hell wants to deceive and bring false doctrine and false acceptance of righteousness into a lot a lot of people he said the place said Paul said to Timothy Timothy thou hast fully known my doctrine I'm, let me challenge you this morning this church better buy the truth uh, we better hang on to truth uh, there is one Lord one faith one baptism there's one God who's of all through all and in his soul that uh, Jesus Christ for the sins uh, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, as evidenced by speaking in tongues uh, we believe in the new birth uh, when we believe these things uh, thou hast fully known my doctrine Paul said to Timothy and people love truth, love the doctrine, love righteousness, love the things of God, because Jesus is coming back, there is a rapture, he's coming back, you don't want to go to hell, you want to go to heaven, and, then, and when we preach these things, it gets quiet, because nobody likes the word hell, but hell is real, and heaven is the 
gain. Paul writing on just a little bit further. When you arrive down to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul arriving now. He begins to speak a little further. Timothy, I charge thee therefore, Timothy, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge. He shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That's what I'm doing this morning. I'm endeavoring just to bring you the word. And I want you to know it's more than just a happy, clappy thing living for God. We, we just, we've got to have more than some sloppy agape in this effort to live for God. The word of God is strong. The word of God is good for rebuke. The word of God is meant to exhort us. The word of God is meant to challenge us. The time shall come when people will not endure sound doctrine, but having their own lust. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We live in a day when people pick and choose to pick the doctrines they like. Let me simply stand here this morning and say the, the apostolic life, the Bible is not the Luby's line. You just go down and pick this and, and curl your nose up at that. If the Bible says you better do it, you better do it. If it says you better not do it, you better not do it. You better live for God and live by the word of God because Jesus Christ is coming back the end is coming he's going to split the clouds amen amen and so looking at the day that we live in and we we look around and the 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 things that are unfolding around us you look and and you shake your head you read an article or or you'll see a report and you'll you'll shake your head and you'll make some comment like this is a crazy world or or you'll say man I don't understand all that's going on this doesn't make a bit of sense let let me let me simply say if this is the moment that Jesus Christ is going to come back right now you're not going to be able to do a thing to stop it okay you can't stop it if Jesus is going to come in this year and, and, and the rapture is going to happen right now I challenge you to not be afraid but please understand something. If he's coming back, you can't stop it. You say, I don't know what's going to happen in our country. If Jesus is coming back, you can't stop it. If Jesus chooses not to come back for a few years, trust me, righteousness will begin to pray and people begin to pray and there will be a buffer zone that will be provided for the people of God. And so if it's not his time, just have faith and be strong and keep praying and seeking the face of God. But if he's coming back, I say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 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 So we, we recognize you and I, we're no dummies. You're no dummy. And, and you look and see these things and you shake your head and it seems like the, it, it seems like everything has gone crazy. And so you understand and you recognize signs of the times and you recognize, you recognize seasons and that this world is really messed up right now. Luke chapter 21 and verse 29. Jesus, after a long dialogue, he says these words. He spoke now a parable. Behold the fig tree and all of the trees when they now shoot forth you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand when you see the trees begin to spring forth a little green leaves you understand it's springtime and summer's coming because buds are coming to the trees so likewise verse 31 when you see these things begin to come to pass know thee know thou that the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is nigh at hand when you look around 
and see the crazy stuff. Uh, when you see Russia trying to take uh, when Russia's the strongest power in the Middle East, uh, you ought to be you ought to be praying and you ought to be aware of what's going on. When America's no longer the strongest country in the world, you need to understand and realize something is happening. There's a shifting of world powers. There's a shifting in the spirit realm that we've got to be aware of. But when you see these things, you understand that God, Jesus, is about to come back. And so I say, if you're going to come, Lord, come quickly. Let my family be saved. Let my grandbabies be saved. Let my church be saved. Let my family, let my church family be saved, Lord. Amen. So I come to tell you the church because I know he's coming back. And if I don't have a wonderful, happy, uh, clappy reason to be here, I hope that somebody arrived here just out of, if nothing else, you walk, you came here out of fear and out of concern of the last days. If, if that's the only thing that got you here today, then thank God for it. If that's the only thing that's got you on the pews today, then before you leave here, I challenge you to get your hands in the air, get a good praying through, walk out of here with your faith renewed, walk out out of here be refilled and, re, and, re, and overflowing with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, all over again. But that's not the only reason why I come to church today. I came to church today because I know that he is in the house and I know he wants to manifest himself and I know he wants to work in the heart and the life of somebody. That's why I am here today. I am thankful that when Jesus comes into the house, he can't keep his presence quiet. When Jesus arrives at the house, people begin to understand and recognize this is different. There's something different going on here. He is in the house and things won't be quiet. What would happen this morning if somebody suddenly realized, hey, I know it's Sunday morning and pastor, he's wound up tight this morning, but I believe that Jesus is coming and I believe that Jesus is in the room right now and I believe God can answer my prayer right now. I believe God can work a miracle right now. I believe there could be something manifest in the Holy Ghost right now now there was a lady that had this idea she this happened to her in mark chapter 7 we know her as the syrophoenician woman we know her she's the lady that when the lord called her a dog she fell down at his feet in worship but you got to look at really what's going on there upon her arrival to where jesus was at the closing of of the, of the the long sermon on the mount and, and that long sermon all that had gone on you find jesus was weary he began to find the place to retire and so in mark 7:24 he he rose and he went to the borders of tyre and sidon and and, and he he entered into a house there and would have no man know it because he wanted to be hid. He was tired. He, he just needed a nap. He, he just needed, he just needed a few hours of, of rest. His physical body was tired. But verse 25 says there was another plan in the heart of a woman that when she heard a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him, she came and fell at his feet. Jesus was in a moment. He was trying to recline. He was trying to rest. But it, the word got out that he was in the house and this certain lady whose daughter had an unclean spirit when she heard about this she came and she fell at his feet there needs to be some people today who determine in your spirit I mean I'm going through a dry spell I'm going through something with my kids I'm going through something with my family and I understand that Jesus is in that church and if he's there I'm not just going to let him be there and be unbothered I'm about to bother the master I'm 
about to cry out to the master. I'm about to wake him up. I'm about to stir him up. I'm about to get in there and have something dealt with in my life. Amen. I, I, this, this morning, I, I'm just, I'm determined in my spirit that we not just enter into a holiday season nonchalantly. Uh, we don't enter into the next three or four Sundays and just have a, have a nice little closing of the year and we just talk about how wonderful baby Jesus was. Uh, there needs to be an apostolic breakthrough in one of these services. Uh, why can't it happen today? Uh, why can't it happen tonight? Let somebody decide, you know what? Uh, if we're going to go to church, uh, we might as well have us uh, some church. Uh, if we're going to go to where he is we might as well not let him rest we might as well wake him up we might as well stir him up hallelujah and so this woman this woman she heard that he was there and she wouldn't let him rest i am glad that we have felt his presence here this morning and I'm glad that, that we've even felt this presence through the preaching of the word here. There's, there's, there is an undertow of, of anticipation here now. And, and I'm glad that his presence is being felt even, even as, as we speak. And, and when, when he is in the house, uh, you do not have to wonder about it because when he is in the house, he's going to make his presence known. Something's going to happen. Uh, there's going to be a little life coming to the place. Uh, there, there's going to be something's going to, there's going to be life generation. There's going to be healing generated. There's going to be worship generated. If he's in the house, there's something's going to happen. It's, it's an apostolic, apostolic atmosphere. You begin to feel something different. You begin to, you begin to feel the, the, the currents and, and you begin to feel uh, the, the, the little, uh, the chill bumps on your body and you begin to feel uh, in your body. You, you begin to feel your body begins to respond to the Holy Ghost before your head responds to the Holy Ghost and your body responds to the presence of God before your soul responds to the presence of God may I suggest today could you imagine what would happen if our souls could respond and our hearts could respond faster than our bodies would so we were said instead of us feeling the touch of the Holy Ghost said well maybe I could clap my hands just something explode out of us and we just start clapping our hands and we just start shouting for joy and we just start lifting up the name of the Lord not waiting to be exhorted for that not waiting for that to be asked for but he is here and I feel him and since I feel him I want to respond I respond from my inner man I respond from my soul I respond from deep down inside of myself amen and so this is this presence that happens this thing that happens in the church you've got to realize what goes on here it's not just another social club it's not a dinner club it's it's not a country club it's not a place for you to gather and get your names in a in a little phone book somewhere and, and but this is more than that what happens here is we come and there's people from all types of life there's people that are wealthy in this room there are people that don't have anything at all in your life but we come in and it does it doesn't matter where we've come from. It doesn't matter what our past or our pedigree is. It doesn't matter what our portfolios look like. It doesn't matter if you've got a dollar or a dime to your name. What matters is I've come into the presence of God. And regardless of what I have, he is my God. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And I intend to worship him. Hallelujah. 
In an apostolic atmosphere, something begins to happen. It's not a matter of, of, of that we've arrived just for service or, or an event. It's not a matter of, a, it's not, it's not a, the only social event that Jesus r- r- arrived at that we find in the New Testament was in John when he arrived at the marriage of Cana and he showed up there just to celebrate with the bride and groom. And before it was over with, he had performed miracles and things had happened that blew the minds of everybody in the house. I believe this God of ours is not happy if we come and just partake of our fellowship and our friendships but he wants to blow your minds. He wants to turn water to wine. He wants to change the nature of some of the circumstances that you're dealing with. He wants to be manifest in your life and your heart. Uh, I've been some places when I got there, I, I thought that he wasn't there. And, and I've been to some churches that by the time I left, I was pretty certain that he wasn't there. But I've learned this. It doesn't matter where you decide to have church. If you just got a few people who decide they're going to lift up the name of Jesus, it can be in a sports arena somewhere. And people begin to magnify the name of Jesus. And where they played football last Sunday might turn into a cathedral of apostolic demonstration when people gather and begin to worship. I've learned this. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can be in a restaurant and two or three folk can be sitting at a table and you can begin to talk about the things of God. And while everybody else is eating their T-bones and having a wonderful supper, you are standing and you're sitting in the presence of God and the anointing could come and settle on a table and revelation can come and answers can come and word from God can come because there, there was a few folks in the middle of all that was going on. God's not confused by our confusion. God's not the author of our confusion. We are. And we're the one bring these distractions. And we're the one brings this stuff into our life. Let me say today, he'll come to where you are. He'll come. And he's here. He's here even now. I've been in those places. And I want Jesus to be in this place. Church, the last thing I want is for this place to be a nice group of people. This cannot just be a nice church. This has got to be a place that's alive. These altars have got to be alive with people being delivered. These pews have got to be filled with people who've come to pray and come to worship. Yesterday I got a text from somebody and they apologized for missing the prayer meeting. And I didn't, I didn't text back because if we, if they'd missed the prayer meeting, so had I. Because I, I didn't realize there was a prayer meeting. I didn't learn, later learn it was confusion. We didn't have anything scheduled. But let, let me simply say this. We live in a church. We're worshiping a group of a bunch of people. We don't pray like we used to pray. And we don't seek the Lord like we used to seek Him. And I'm challenging you in the Holy Ghost. You and I have got to walk in the Spirit. We've got to seek the face of God. we got to have the anointing of God. We don't just need a pretty church. We need a powerful church. We don't just need a sweet atmosphere. We need an anointed atmosphere. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. <laughs> Ah, hallelujah. Let's just stop here for a moment. Uh, if you're tired of sweet church and want anointed church, uh, if you're ready for a move of God, if you're ready for a witness of the Holy Ghost, uh, I dare you to clap your hands and I dare you to lift your voice and I dare you to break the routines, get out of the comfortable place. Uh, I dare you to do it. Uh, I challenge you to do it. Uh, I press you to do it today. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back, but I wouldn't fear it. I say we rejoice Jesus is coming back. I say we get excited that Jesus is coming back. I say we, we, I say we live with anticipation and faith that Jesus is coming back. And if you're not ready for him to come back, why not take advantage of this day? Why not let this day be the day that he steps in and transforms? He steps in and he washes and he cleanses and he fixes circumstances. My Lord. Okay, I press in the Holy Ghost now. Somebody needs some victory here in this room. I challenge you in the Holy Ghost. If you've been up against a wall, if you hit a wall this week, I challenge you in the spirit to get your hands in the air, to lift your voice right now and say, God, I'm reaching out to you and I want your help in my life. I want your help in my house. I need your help in my home. Hmm. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming back and that's something we rejoice about. But remember this, heaven is real and hell is real. And so I don't want you to rejoice about hell. I want somebody to repent. I want somebody to draw close to God. But I also want this church not to be afraid, but look up, look up, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Look up. Jesus is coming back. Look up. Here comes the redemption. Ah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of, I've come to stir you up today. Jesus is coming back. We're going to rejoice. We're going to have great church, but it's time to live for God. It's time to get stirred up. It's time to press. It's time to push. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I came to church today because I know Jesus is coming back. But more important than that, I came to church today because I knew Jesus was going to be here. And we feel his presence here right now. And I'm pressing and I'm pushing and I'm challenging you. Take a hold of his hand. Wrap your arms around him. Give him a great big hug today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. If you want some freedom in your life today, I challenge you to get your voices out. If you want the joy of the Holy Ghost to be set free in your spirit, I challenge you to let your voice out today. I challenge you to push and pray in the Holy Ghost with me. Don't get weary yet. Don't get tired yet. But push in the Holy Ghost. Push in the spirit. Push and pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 in the name of Jesus.